Welcome back to Darkness Radio. Welcome back. <laughs> You're always so sexy and sultry when I start the show. <laughs> well, I try my best. <laughs> okay. All right. And that's it. I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. <laughs> oh, we are just we are just a laugh riot, the two of us. We're full of pee and vinegar tonight. Yes, yes. How have you been doing? I haven't talked to you for a few days. I've been doing. Uh, things have been happening. Life is happening. So there you go. Well, I mean, I don't mind touching on what I've gone through in the past seven years. <laughs> the past. I was going to say, since I was a wee lass. I had to have eye surgery. An eye procedure, I should say. Well, that's going to make this an interesting show. So I am doing this completely blind. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, you know, it's a good thing this is also a podcast. So thank God. Yeah. Uh, so tonight we have probably one of the strangest stories we've ever encountered. The most horrifying, I should say, don't you think? It definitely ranks up there on the weird, on the weird shit meter It's up there. It is such a strange story. And the story is that of one Henry McCabe of Minnesota. Yes. <laughs> you always just say yes. Yes, Amy. <laughs> what more do you want me to say? Well, I'm, I'm not sure what else this, that's his name. That is a fact. It is a fact. Okay, so do you want to just get right into it here? I think we should let's do it because the rate we go, this show might be up in time for Christmas. <laughs> We're a little late. Okay, little so late. yeah. So Henry McCabe was a polite, hardworking 32-year-old Liberian immigrant who worked as an auditor for the state of Minnesota, where he lived with his wife, Corrine, and their two daughters. At the time of his disappearance, Henry and Corrine had been married for 11 years. Henry was a much-loved and active member in the Liberian community, and his fondness for his home country would never leave him, so much so that he had dreamed of one day returning there to help assist in Liberia's political arena. Oh. I know. So sad. Um, so in September of 2015, his wife, Corrine, was in California for the Labor Day weekend. On Sunday, September 6th, Henry planned to meet an acquaintance by the name of William Kennedy at a local barbecue. Okay, so William and Henry meet up there, and according to William, everything was cool. They stayed for a few mm -hmm. hours, had a good time, and would eventually leave between 10 and 11 p.m. They then took their own separate vehicles to Henry's home, William following behind. Eventually, they decided to visit a local club, but this time they decided to just take William's car. Yep, according to William, Henry asked to stop at an ATM before they got to the club. Records would show that at 11.24 that night, $200 was withdrawn from Henry's bank account. So from there, they get to the club, where, by William's account, Henry would spend most of his time hanging out with a mutual friend of theirs named JT. William stated that soon after arriving at the club, Henry handed JT his wallet, and he mumbled something to the effect of, I owe him a favor. As the night went on, and William eventually grew tired, he goes out to his car and finds Henry on the phone in the parking lot in what William described as an argument. 
William said that he assumed the fight was one between a married couple and just assumed that Henry was on the phone with his wife, Corrine. So Henry eventually hangs up, gets in William's car, and tells him, don't worry about taking me home, just drop me at the gas station. Upon recalling this part of the night to police, William said that at 2 a.m., he dropped Henry off at the Super America gas station on Highway 65 in an area that, according to friends and family of Henry's, was a very familiar area to him. William said that he then went straight home and that the last sighting he had of Henry was when he pulled out of the Super America parking lot, but he noticed that Henry was walking to the side of the gas station, but never entered it. During the interview with authorities, William said he was confounded about the whole situation because he was more than willing to take Henry home, but Henry refused and insisted to be dropped off at Super America. So later that night at 2.28 a.m., Henry calls his wife, Corrine. Corrine would say that she couldn't understand anything Henry was talking about, but it was obvious that something was seriously wrong with him. She then calls Henry's brother, Tim, and teleconferences Henry in on that line. Tim doesn't answer, and the call goes to his voicemail. The snippet of that recording, of which we are about to play, is of the actual phone call. The entire recording is over two minutes long, consists of grunts, growls, and screaming. It is one of, again, one of the most horrifying things uh, as far as a crime case goes that we've ever, ever heard. So here's that clip. That is, uh, you know, well, I have some opinions, but let's, I'm just going to let you get to this because this is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So Corrine then filed a missing persons report the very next day. She informed them that JT told her that Henry had left the club around 1.50 a.m. with William. William tells the police everything he knows. The police go to the Super America gas station. where They pull up the surveillance footage and There's nothing there that shows William was there, nor Henry. However, police then go roughly three miles away to a holiday gas station just to check those cameras. And sure enough, there is a car that matches William's as well as what looks like a man resembling Henry being dropped off at 1.58 a.m. Henry's phone records ping around the same time in the area of the second gas station. And there are no further signs of activity after that from Henry's phone. Two months later, Henry's body was found by a kayaker on November 2nd. The body was found three miles from where Henry was last seen and only two miles south of his apartment. Uh, He was found with his cell phone in his right pants pocket and the battery for the phone was in his left pants pocket, along with a VIP wristband from the club he'd been at, his wedding ring, and $15, which he could have used for a cab or Uber or whatever. Analysis showed his blood alcohol to have been 0.53. So, yes, he had been drinking, but he wasn't incapacitated or even extremely drunk at those levels. No obvious cause of death could be determined, and it was ruled a probable drowning. 
the new Brighton Police Department took over the handling of the case, and it is still unsolved to this day. So that's what I've been able to find out. Now you found other things out. Well, there there are some details that are a little curious. So I will say this. So if you look at the if you look at our screen right now, you can see this that his three calls that night, each one pinged a different cell tower. Now, if you look here, you can see Fridley, Spring Lake Park, and New Brighton. These are all within 30 minutes. It's not possible that he physically moved like on foot to all three locations within that 30-minute window. Really? So if you look here, yeah. And so that's kind of curious. There's another curious thing. So, of course, the FBI analyzed this audio of course and they're trying to get to the bottom of it because as you can tell from listening to it it's pretty indiscernible uh with the exception of grunting and groaning and screaming you know i I mean i don't even know how to describe it uh short of that however there is something that was heard that's a little concerning people some people believe and that is that at some point in the recording Henry mentions the name Pappas. That was the nickname of William Kennedy. What? So the reason that's concerning also is because when he was initially questioned, Kennedy gives the wrong gas station description. And it wasn't until that CCTV footage was capturing him at another gas station that he finally changed his story. Not only that, his wife changed her story as well is that right uh and you know his wife had no explanation for why kennedy pappas would have left him at a gas station in the middle of the night instead of just taking him home no she, she thought that was a little sus herself but again unfortunately even she was not being completely clear now you could say look when people are under duress you know they sometimes details can change or they're confused eh. I mean, that's possible. Um, You know, they did say that he had money in his bank account. It was never removed. You know, he nobody drained him of all of his money in his account. So it wasn't anything like that. Okay. Um, Some people have speculated, and this sounds funny, but bear with me, that a wild animal could have scared him into the water. Okay, so that would be like the grunts and the growls and things like that. Could be, could yeah, you know, they're they're asserting that it could be a very large animal. Now, again, in this particular part of the country, uh, I can't say that's impossible. Uh, certainly, there are black bear in Minnesota, uh, an occasional mountain lion. Could it be something like that? I suppose that's one theory they have. Uh, A lot of people have asserted also that they do believe because of the misinformation and because he mentions the name Pappas in the recording that William and Henry's wife had something to do with his death. Now, does that instantly make that true? No, but it could explain why they were changing their stories. One further question. Yeah. So do they have any concrete evidence to kind of back that up? I don't believe so. As you said, this is something that's been pretty highly scrutinized ever since this happened. And uh, again, they, you know, some people also assert that 
the full recording is hard to find. Uh, it's often removed from the internet when it's posted, but when some people analyze the full recording, they say that it sounds like a Caucasian person is on the recording. Now, I don't know how you can really tell that, honestly, just from a recording. Um, some people say he, you know, he says, I've been shot, yet when the medical examiner looks at his body, there's no evidence that he'd been shot anywhere. Even though there was right. pretty extreme decomposition at that point. They say that at the very end of the recording, the full recording, there's a few seconds of silence, and then you hear a man, not Henry, say, stop it. Oh, my God. So this just all adds to the mystery. And Corrine, as you said, you know, she calls Tim, mm -hmm. and he hadn't, his brother, and he hadn't checked his voicemail until the next day. Um, he described it as his, you know, his brother crying. And he knew something was wrong. I just find it very curious about these three cell phone pings and this triangular shape, literally a triangular shape uh, on the map. Why? What was making him move from location to location? Was this was this just to throw people off? Yeah. No. So he must have been in a vehicle, I would assume. Yes, because the police said there's no way though that 30 minute window, he could not have been on foot. And those three different cities, there's no way, and pinged within 30 minutes. And yet they they found footage of a car at Super, or I'm sorry, at Holiday, of what looks like William and then Henry getting out of the car. Another question you could say is, so you know, William Kennedy says, "Well, I have, I have Henry's car keys and wallet in my possession," which he turned into the police because he said that he took them from his friend so that he wouldn't drive home drunk. What? But that contradicts some other things. That's the thing. There's a lot of contradictory information with Henry's story. I mean, it's so bizarre. And to have the battery in one pocket and the phone in the other? What? What is that? That is I mean, there's, there's no... I cannot think of any reason that you would, you would do that of your own volition. No. And along with his wedding ring? Right. Exactly. And so again, you know, the, you know, the medical examiner says, well, drowning. Okay, great. Drowning. But why? How? As you pointed out, his BAC was not that high. So I find it difficult to believe that his, you know, the, the level of alcohol in his body would have that much. To, I can't say it's impossible, but that seems suspicious as well. Yeah. And the fact I don't know the grunts and growls that that just you know people have actually said they've I hate to go down this route I really do but the they think you should go said, oh, no, I can go down that route it's fine it's just you and me and a couple other people um it's they say that UFOs they're like oh yeah the aliens took him well if the aliens were going to take him would they take him just over to the next lake do you know what I mean? over the next lake uh well yeah, I mean, I think it's because, as you said, those guttural, it, it almost sounds like a monster. I mean, for lack of a better term, I. It does. And I do have access to the entire recording. So should we yes. put that in somewhere here and let the folks. I think we should just play it. It's two minutes long, at least. Okay, so we're going to roll that right now.
again. Oh, that's Terrible. yeah. Oh my gosh. Now, is there any possible way that he could have just drowned? Could he just have drowned and and he was making these noises as he's drowning? Now, you could say that, but again, it's the fact that the pinging on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Now, now, is the case open? Has it been, is it not closed? Has it been reopened? So, as far as Henry goes, the case is still open and you know i don't know that anything further has been done in the way of his wife or anything else or this uh you know william kennedy but i I do find it very suspicious that again he was known by that nickname that was that was his that's a well-known nickname for him that wasn't something that was kind of a secret or on the down low so the fact that and again you know this is almost kind of like an evp situation where you say well everybody hears something different it's all relative to who's listening Mm mm-hmm but but a lot of people have asserted that he is saying Pappas, and I may be mispronouncing that. Now, is this information that, about the Pappas, is this something that's newer info? From, every, from what I've read, yes. This, I mean, I had not heard this part uh, originally. So I think this is, as I understand it, that one of the police officers that was called onto the scene to uh, investigate this body that was found uh, by the kayaker. Uh, if my information here is correct, uh, he was the one that brought this up, the police officer. Really? About Yes, about this nickname and about how that was what William Kennedy was known as. In at least, at le- maybe at least in the Liberian community. Okay, okay. Now, I have a quick question, and I don't know if you know the answer to this. Is this area rural? Is it from what I've gathered in, in creating this map, because I was I was quite confused by, you know, this this three city pinging situation. Sure. Um, it seems like, it, you know, it's a suburb of the Twin Cities. Uh, for, for instance, New, New Brighton specifically, we could talk about New Brighton. It is a suburb of the Twin Cities. Um, it is, I think, I think the population is maybe about between 20, 25,000 people. So there could be cameras other places. That's what I... Exactly. Yeah. Again, there's so many variables. I mean, again, why why did William Kennedy have his keys when if he had dropped Henry off, knowing that Henry had no identification and no way to get into his house? Because he had his keys. Yeah. So um, as far as I understand it, I don't know that anything has come up in the way of William Kennedy, because it certainly would appear from some of these again, accusations, this is all alleged, that he had anything, they couldn't prove that he had anything to do with Henry's disappearance. But, of course, the kind of the burden of proof falls on him because he was the last person. And here's the thing, um, when you look at where they are now, Corrine was married to Henry for about 11 years at the time when that happened. Now... She so she is from originally from California. She returned to California. She left Minnesota. Um, wow. The only thing I can tell you about her is that she writes young adult sci-fi and fantasy novels. Is that right? Yes, she's a novelist. And as for William, he lives in Minneapolis, and he said he'll take a lie detector test. He has no motive. He didn't want to hurt Henry. He just he just stands by his story. Well, and the other 
character in this is that JT, Jonathan Thomas, the one that he had met yes. up with in the club that he had handed his wallet yeah. to. But that's another one where you just go, he owed him a favor. But I think that William had said it was something about missing JT's birthday, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. okay. I feel like there's so much that doesn't line up. And I feel that not only not only in the reporting of these stories, but also just in the conversations that some of these people had with the police, at least in the case of Corrine and William, uh, things aren't adding up. I I guess it is a good sign that they don't seem to have any relationship since Henry disappeared. But um, I don't know. I think it, that's why it's still an open case. Yeah, it's just baffling. It's, it is baffling. But that's why we kind of wanted to touch on this, because he seemed like such a sweet man. He, he was just a right. good man. You know, as you said, it seemed like he was just having a regular day and a, uh, had a regular relationship with his family and friends. It, there, nothing stands out. Nothing no. So that makes it harder. And he, he was very close to his brother as well. Yeah. So, Yeah, because you start throwing in everybody. Like, okay, what about this Tim guy? Well, it was his brother. So I didn't know that he had a good relationship with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently. So. Definitely. Well, anyway, we wanted to get the word out about this, this man who deserves justice, if there is justice to be had. Absolutely. The baffling okay. case of Henry McCabe. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this episode and stay safe out there.